All right, Heaven and Hell Radio. It's your host, Sue, also known as Solomon, also known as Suleiman, also known as Suleiman. Um, yeah, so we getting right back into it, man. Gangsta Lou. It's got a lot of work to do, man, but it's going to get done, man. Now, um, with all your experience and everything you've been through through the streets, man, um, what, what was one of your most toughest things that you had to face? My toughest thing? Uh, what the hardest, what was one of your hardest life experiences dealing with all of this? The toughest thing I'm going to say is my mom dying on me when I was down. You know, I had, I had just went to see my mom's like on a Tuesday, you feel me? And uh, I had a situation once again, a real serious one, and uh, I had wound up getting, I, before I had left her in the hospital, I had said that I said, I said, Ma, you ready to go? And she said, wait, I said, down south, I'm gonna take you down south with me. And she looked up at me and she said, son, go get it right, go get it right. So, well, with her saying that, me and my man Maniac, I ain't gonna forget it, my nigga Maniac was in the room with me when she said it and shit. I look at my nigga Maniac, my nigga Maniac look at me, and we walk out my Bob's room, and he could already tell, like, I'm about to snap, because I'm, I'm getting my mom down south by all means necessary, like, if I got to die to get this shit done, I'm getting it done. But I wind up getting caught that next day, which was Wednesday. So, uh, I get caught. They had me in a interrogating room for 56 hours. And then I just kind of like, man, you know, fuck that shit, man. Listen, man, this is what's going to happen, man. Y'all niggas shackle me up, take me to the hospital, give me five minutes with my moms, and I'm going to let y'all niggas know what time it is with me. The whole situation, man. But I think that they thought I was bullshitting. But that's just how bad I, I wanted to just see my moms because I Shout out to all the brothers locked down. Shout out to all the sisters locked down. So bad that I was willing to say I did some shit that I didn't even do. Can you get by today without committing crimes? Or living a savage lifestyle? Can you get by today without it? And if so, how can you? There's a lot of different hustles, man. The internet has definitely exploded. Especially if you're a, a media creator. They're making big money. All the content creators out there. All the business people, the entrepreneurs are also making a lot of money online and things like that. Um, corporations are still in charge of everything. You know, you got your Target, your Walmart, your Best Buys. Your malls, all that, etc., etc. Wherever you go, it all looks the same. Everything's fabricated. You know, your fast food restaurants. I mean, that's another way of getting also, you know, you know, go corporate franchise and things like this. This is a lot of hard work, though, you know. And you're not really the owner. Um, that's the thing. Black people need to be the owner, you know. So we, we're still getting crumbs and things like that. 
I like to say when I go out my house, if I don't see any like black establishments, like that's a known black business right there. And I would say that we don't really control or own much. That's just how I would look at it, you know. You know, it's really from the ground up, grassroots. You know, the bottom is the reflection of what's at the top. Now, we do see black folk with money. You know, we all got Mercedes. Everybody, you know, we see a Mercedes. There's a black black people in that, you know. So we got the nice cars and we living good and things like that. Not saying all of us, but I'm just saying. We're definitely in a, you know, a comfort, comforting level. Um. The rappers, they look like they're making tons of money. I mean, they flash it, that's for sure. Um, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot of business people uh, behind the scenes and professional um, black people and entrepreneurs as well pretty much doing their thing. But we don't see it on the, on the grassroots level. I don't see it like if you want to call mom and pop shops or even corporate entities that, you know, it's a known black entity. I always say like, you know, and I hate to digress from what Gangsta Lou's talking about, but, you know, he said, you know, his mom said, go get it right. You know, go get it right. I take that to mean, that, you know, get get it right. Get on the righteous side of things. That means don't, you know, dabble in, in the illegal ways anymore. There's another another video float when Gangsta Lou, he's talking about his mom and he's describing. Um, if anybody's watching Power Raising Canaan. The, the mother in there, right, known as Rock, Gangsta Lou said that was his mother. Exactly that was his mother. And his friend said the same thing. And his, and his, and his um, lady, that he's, his, his lady said the same thing. Gangsta Lou's lady said the same thing. So obviously she knew his mom. And they said that Rock and, and that is exactly like his mom. You know what I'm saying? So back to what I was saying in the previous podcast, you know, women are the real gangsters. You know what I'm saying? And that shows and you see the women with, you know, entrepreneur spirit. You know, they have them, you know, doing their thing in the professional arenas and things like that. Because a lot of black men are locked up in, in jail or dead. You know what I'm saying? If you look at places like Chicago, black man, he can't even go outside his house in certain areas unless he he has to illegally possess a firearm. You, you understand what I'm saying? So he's risking uh, being, you know, pulled over by the cops with an illegal firearm and being taken away from his family. But the bigger risk is, you know, him being killed, right? So he's really out of the picture, you know? So it's it's a, it's a trying thing. It's a trying situation. But uh, the fact is that black men are locked up um, disproportionately to anybody else and have been for a long time, you know? And now, you you know, you see, um, and I, I always like to say, like, and this is a touchy subject. Uh, you know, I don't really want to ruffle a lot of feathers here. Um, but you see black women getting, getting involved with other women. And the women that they, you know, some of the women that they get involved with are like, you know, the MA types or, you know, the studs. And, and they kind of look like. You know, how they would want a black man, kind of like a roughneck black man. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I always said it's not that they don't like men. It's just that they ain't enough out there to go around. So if they see a stud looking like a dude, acting like a brother, 
You know, got the floss, the drip and everything, got the swag and all that, got everything down. And they just are attracted to that. You know what I mean? And it just so happens that it's another woman. <laughs> so they get caught up in that, you know. Because you'll see them like uh, bounce back and forth, you know, between that and a real man. You know what I'm saying? If they ever come, you know, you come across somebody that they can vibe with. So it's a psychological thing going on. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> it's a psychological thing going on, you know. Comfort is in, you know, the mind. And uh, you hear the pimps, they talk about that too, you know. You really um, are grabbing the mind of that woman um, that the pimp is controlling. You know what I mean? So it's more of a mind thing. So for women, <clears throat> not like guys. Guys are more like, you know, big titties, big ass. Oh, you know, that's it. You know, we like the Looney Tune character, you know. But a woman, women are different. They they pretty much uh, have more substance to them. Sure, they'll be attracted to a man that's fit and things like that, but. Shit, if you just have a great personality, a lot of women, they just like, they just want that. You know what I'm saying? You know, if they're in a Adina Howard mode, then, you know, that's different. They want somebody that's going to just, you know, lay the pipe real hard on them. But anyway, you know, not to digress. Um, I got some music I want to play, man, you know. Let me play some music, man. Substance abuse, that's the thing, man, you know. People dying from the opioid epidemic, fentanyl, all these different things. I ain't never heard nobody OD off of marijuana, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Marijuana have you checked out, but you, you know, you still like, you ain't going to OD on it, you know. But especially the culture nowadays, like, I don't even want to call it black culture, you know. It's the type of culture now, young people's culture, you know. I don't even know what to describe it as. Because if you say it's black culture, you really give a black eye to black culture. Black culture is just too deep. I just say the culture of the youth. That's the only way I can describe it. The culture of the youth. Because it, it transgresses colors and background. You go to Travis Scott concerts, mostly white kids. You go to any rap concert. Any type of major rap concert is gonna be mostly white kids, so it ain't it ain't really about color, it's just the culture, you know, the culture of the youth is really like drug influence, heavily drug influence, you know. You know, fentanyl, that's a major thing. A lot of kids are dying from that shit. You know, of course, alcohol and uh, all the different types of goddamn pills, I mean Shit, is they pill heads, they weed heads, they drink, <laughs> they just fucking all checked out. The weed is high, high powered shit. You know, it's just a constant self medication of the youth. They just, you know, I guess it's like J. Cole said, man. He said, uh, but kids on drugs, that's what it is, you know. And that is a dangerous thing. Remember that commercial back in the day? I'm talking to all my Gen X's out there, my Generation X. And 40-somethings. Remember that commercial, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. So, you know, a lot of people out there, they brain, they, on, they fried on something, you know. 
You're not dealing with sober people, man. We are living in a hostile environment. We are living in a hostile environment. Now with the pandemic, people are not really as sociable as they would be, right? So you got that too. So, I mean, then you got the internet and, you know, people are really being programmed in all type of avenues, you know, controlled by that, which is way more powerful than the television. At least when you had the television, right, everybody just had the TV. We were all programmed together with the same shit. So everybody understood a certain level, you know, communication. I'm not trying to get too crazy and deep and all that. But nowadays, you pretty much program yourself. You choose what you want to watch, what you want to see. But, you know, they, they are censoring certain things. But nevertheless, you are programming yourself. Uh, so that's a freedom. Um, but it leads to different types of, like, ideologies, thoughts, personalities. It's just hard to deal with a lot of people because, you know, people are on different types of mindsets. You know, so at the end of the day, you just got to be true to you. You know, whoever you are, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my generation, we were definitely like homophobic. Uh, that's without a doubt. That's just in us. You know, whether it's the Italians and their mindset, you know, blacks, similar, Jamaicans, similar, you know, um, shit, all over the board, really. Africa, all of that, you know, they didn't really, no one really um, accepted that type of uh, lifestyle. That's a lifestyle. Like, and if you were involved in it, okay, good. But the way the push is on now, it's just crazy, man. The push on now is just insane, man. You know, you seen that um, Kid Cudi. I don't like to sound like a gossip channel or nothing like that, but you seen the Kid Cudi, his pictures, and with the, he got like a, a wedding gown on and something like that, man. Makeup and all of that. You know, this is just in his psyche. He's all messed up, you know. So it's just coming through his actions. But this, you know, this is this is the way of the world these days, man. People are just, in my generation, we call weird. They're weirdos out here, man. There's a lot of weirdos, man, you know. This is just from what I understand life and what my principles are, you know, I, you can't really come against me and say, oh, you just, no, this is what I know. And I was before the internet, you know, only programming we really had was TV, you know what I'm saying? But uh, we pretty much had more control over our minds, you know what I'm saying? Um, unlike today, it's like, shit, man. I mean, the influences are strong, but, you know, the media that they're using is that cell phone in your hand. That cell phone is a powerful programming um, tool, you know, so. Um, that's something to think about, you know. Um, let me play some music, man. Yeah. I used to be in love with this bitch named me and Jay. Don't fuck with her no more, now I fuck with Tango Ray. Tango Ray introduced me to her first cousin, Gold. Last name was Linda saying the first name, Old. But Gold couldn't take the dick, it made me lazy. We split apart and now I'm at the school trick, Zany. Not me and Zany. We've been together ever since. I love combines to form a science. What is this? I must have cherry. Took a virginity in 91. Now that she's open, everybody wanna tap something. Go get your own, don't make me have to fucking clap something. I love my shorty more than life, no ain't that. 
that song So love you Danny more than living itself Even though my friends tell me she ain't good for my health When I go pick her up they tell me put her back on the shelf They say your piece she only wants you for one thing that's your wealth But I don't pay attention cause she's my baby The Danny you know she drive me crazy she's my number one lady Met her back in 89 now she's 22 acting like she's 40 She said all I need is a man to support me Besides you from the 41st side of things And Queensbridge niggas be acting like they kings Pushing Lexuses wearing fat diamond rings My cellular phone rings supreme International, think rational The 12th Street crew move back when we come through Come through, come through I think the whole world's going insane I fill my brain up with Danny and drink away the pain I think the whole world's going insane. I fill my mind up with liquor and drink away the pain. Zany, that's that St. Ives. I fill my brain up with liquor and drink away the pain. I think the whole world's going insane. I fill my mind up with Zany and drink away the pain. Hey, Tommy Hill was my nigga. And others couldn't figure how me and Hill figure used to move through with vigor. Had to sit and plan on how to make these seven figures. Said the bricks coming through at Fashion Avenue. At Tuesday at 2. Now we gotta form a crew of motherfuckers who ain't going out like sucker told me call call can I and all my other brothers I told my sister Walker who was the smoothest talker negotiate the deal with the mother money stalkers Diesel Joe the Beamer the hatchback of course Nordica a navigate to keep us on course hold those act the bolo trying to say he the boss I said shut the fuck up the kid is out with the loose act got a big trade pam bitches just to shoot back Tim is on the roof with the 12 gauge rifle scope is on the top so you know he live in Eiffel took the aim of Caught him north in the face All them other kids, they had their tools in the space Levi had the snub, so you know they getting laced Donna Cameron was crying, his man shells was flying Damn, all we want is a piece of the pot And Mikey scooped the sets cause he moves like it Threw them shits up in the trunk, now we up out here oh, Got man. back to the mansion to divvy up the paper Helly Hansen was the brain of the whole entire caper So she thought it was right for her to get the whole slice Everybody in the crew didn't think it was nice I guess not, and guess was hot, so guess what? What? Guess took the jigger and jigged it in the gut. Gut, gut, gut. When you play with crowds, sometimes it's not too fly. Even though the goods look deceiving to the eye, the end situation can leave your ass dry. That's why you got to walk on by, walk on by, walk on by, walk on by, walk on by. Walk on by. Walk on by. Walk on by. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's a real hip-hop shit, man. The gift that keeps giving, man. Hip-hop. The, the gift that keeps giving. So you got Mom Deep right there, right? Drink away the pain. You got Q-Tip, right? He flipped it. He talking about the clothes. Rest in peace to P. Bandana P. He was talking about the zany. We used to drink that. That was called St. Eyes. Malt liquor. Yo, we grew up. That shit was hardcore, man. That shit was just hardcore. We used to wear army fatigues and shit. Stand on the corner and drink 40 ounces. You know what I'm saying? It was a real, like, hyper-masculine type of vibe man it, it, I really can't we wore baggy clothes even the girls wore baggy clothes and shit they weren't even sexualized back then the women weren't even sexualized back then I mean once in a while in the summertime they get some biker shorts on and shit like that but uh it was just like real like gutter that's the only way I can describe it man and um so it, it left no room for any type of like homosexuality thing it left no room for that it was just like Real gutter, man. 
Um, so, shit, any thoughts like that you had in your mind? You got them shits out real quick. It wasn't no download shit or none of that. You know what I'm saying? It was just real, real, real gangster, man. That's the only way I can describe it. I grew up in Newark, New Jersey. And New York, New York was right there. It was the same way. It was just that type of thing, man. You know, um, a lot of the music, when I listened to our music, I could see it did give birth to the violence that we're seeing right now going on in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? We see the young Dolph got gunned down. And this nigga, man, I like, you know, I don't follow him like, you know, like that. I know he popped up on the radar one time. I I saw it a couple years ago. He got shot at a hundred times over in Charlotte. I was like, man, what the hell they want to kill that nigga for, man? But um, I'm looking at this shit now and like, you know, this, that's how it is. You know, somebody died and you like, you catching up. Let me see what he was about and shit, you know? A lot of people did that with Nip. You want to see what he's about. But, you know, he had a lot of followers. And, you know, the nigga was flossy than the motherfucker, man. I, he was, that nigga was like pimp. That nigga, I like his style. His whole shit was just, he was a flossy-ass nigga, man. And um, they caught up to him. You know, that's what I'm saying. That rap game, that shit is the hardest goddamn job in the world. Be a goddamn rapper these days. I mean, either, you know, you curse yourself or somebody else curse you. I mean, it's just like, come on, man. I don't see no goddamn R&B singers or um any type of genre. You know, he's right there from Memphis. So you go to you go to Nashville. That's the country music. You don't see them doing all that shit. Worrying about the, uh, the rival country music singer running, running down on them and shooting them and their family. You don't see none of that shit. That's what I'm saying. This culture is not righteous. It's a not it's not a righteous culture. You can you can say what you want, but rap culture right now is not on the righteous path, and that's not what it, it's going against his own nature. You know, but uh, they in the streets, so you, you can't even charge it to to rap. These niggas just in the streets. They're using rap as a tool to make money, and I'm not saying that they don't enjoy the music, but they you know the main thing they doing is they just get a bag. You know, so once they get a bag, shit, it's not like they say, I'm just going to be a 100% musician. I'm out of the streets. No, they still got one foot in. And a lot of times you, you got to because of where you come from, you know. But like I said, I'm just waiting for these niggas to put some knowledge in their music, put something in their music that's positive. Just, you know, turn that polarity that is so goddamn negative and violent to something positive. You know, and that's what hip hop, the gift that keeps giving is it's a positive energy. It's not a negative energy. You know what I'm saying? But um, we're waiting for it, man. But um, a lot of our music kind of gave birth to that. If you go back and listen to a lot of our music, you know, we, we did promote, you know, gun violence. However, it wasn't as prevalent as it is now within the industry. You know, there's always been niggas getting killed, you know. But um, in the industry, if you're in the industry and you're getting gunned down, this is insane. Like, nigga got millions of dollars in the bank. And he can't go to the store, not because he's, you know, getting harassed for autographs and shit like a regular celebrity or rock star. But he can't go to the store and shit and buy cookies um, because he might get motherfucking murdered. And this is insane. That ain't. You know, that I don't understand that. I mean, that's that's a shit. 
I don't even think the drug game was that fucking dangerous, man. The, the, the game that they playing with this rap, I don't even think the drug game was that motherfucking dangerous. You know what I'm saying? You you get guy, you don't even really know who the, it could be any goddamn body. Niggas for clout, niggas for this. I don't really, you know, you don't know. You know? They can go to any city. He from Memphis. He was in Charlotte and got shot at a hundred times. So you you don't know who gonna kill you. It's just like you you just a goddamn duck. And you in duck hunt. You know, you in that Nintendo game, Duck Hunt. You in that. You know, you know, it's not too many options out here, but they, you know, they, they, they gravitate to the music, they gravitate to the media, and uh, they do their thing, man. Man, substance abuse is something else, man. People, we all gravitate to something to ease our pain and you know lessen the burden of life. Um, drinking away the pain was alcohol or. Smoking weed and things like that, but we we got to cut down, you know. You know, speaking for myself, I like to drink. You know, I got to cut down. You know, stop drinking. You know, go a couple weeks without drinking. Go a couple weeks without smoking weed. I don't think most people can do it. It's really fucking hard, man. Because life is so goddamn difficult for people. And this is a major point in their life is getting high. You know. So for them to stop, you know, it's just insane. They they just it's just so hard to cope. And that's what, you know, they want. The corporations, they set up the world to be like this, you know. Um, kind of like a rat race and and up in up in the level of productivity and what's demanded of you on your job. Or in life in general, whether it's bills and responsibilities. Um, so that's being up all the time on you. And you're trying to keep up with the Joneses and things like that. Uh, you can imagine if you're at a level of poverty like a lot of these rappers they're coming from, man. They, they, shit, they go hard. Um, they don't expect to get killed at a young age, but they know it's highly possible. But the, the money that can be gained... And the freedom out of that poverty is worth it. You know, it's worth it. Um, you just take a look at future. If you study his, his, his uh, you know, a little bit about his life. Shit, man. He said he was so poor and broke, man. He was a young man. He had no money. Nobody want to even look at him. He said he was so broke. It was He was sick. He was so broke. So a lot of these rappers are coming from that. I think he's from East Atlanta. Nigga Future. You know. Much respect to that man. You know what I'm saying? But he was describing how he was so broke, man. He was sick. So of course these young boys going to go hard when they can find something that they can make some money on. Even knowing how dangerous it is, man. And speaking of Future, man. He did predict the future, now didn't he? Yo, he predicted the future, man. Shit, in New York, they won't even let you go to restaurants unless you're vaccinated. So it's already becoming a culture of mask on, mask off, vaccinated, unvaccinated. 
And uh, yeah, that's something to think about, man. You know, most people are responsible. They're going to just go get vaccinated, man. You know, but Allah's going to protect us. Whether you get vaccinated or not, Allah's going to protect us, man. Whatever they plan, his plan is greater than their plan. So they can plan a thousand plans. He's going to plan something greater than them, you know. man's name is future I tell you if it ain't somebody trying to communicate to us I don't know what it is I mean like they say that there's a theory going around that you know we're living in an alien simulation I always say and I you know I study all the holy books I, I consider myself a righteous man but I do not rule that out the gods up on high. You understand what I'm saying? So wherever we go in the universe, it's going to be ours. Because we are the original folk, original people. You know what I'm saying? So who's to say there's not someone high up in intelligence? Their intelligence surpassed us that they even control us. Because they see something that we don't see. You know, so these little nuances like future and mask on mask off coming out way before the pandemic it's a communication Radio. Till next time, I hit you back up. Don't stress. That's a liability. Hit the gas, gas. Boosting my adrenaline. Percocet, yeah. Molly Percocet.